first of all, congratulations on the tag title belt. That's huge. That's amazing. I can only imagine what the feeling was like to pin Xavier and win the belt. Yes, it was awesome. Uh, still very, you know, elated to uh, to do it uh, for many reasons, but mostly, you know, they have the old cliche that hard work pays off, and we've been working extremely hard to have this opportunity to be champions in this company and uh, to be, and I couldn't, you know, have a better partner to do it with than Darren. So it's uh, it's it's definitely a, an honor. Well, you guys are part of such a rich history now, this lineage of tag team champions. That the, the, the big question for me is, who, who is your personal favorite tag team of all time? Uh, I have two. Uh, it would be the New Age Outlaws, uh, and as well as the Rock and Sock Connection. Uh, and mainly uh, because of the entertainment value that both of those those teams brought to the to the table, and that's what people remember them by. You know, of course, they were phenomenal athletes and great wrestlers, uh, but they just had a a charisma and an energy uh, unlike any other tag team on the roster at the time that they were doing it, and and it made it very entertaining television, and it made it uh, for very good storytelling, and and that's what we're in. we're in the storytelling business and the entertainment business, so. Uh, that's what I like to try to have me and uh, that's what me and Darren pride ourselves in doing, being the roughest, toughest, but also being the most entertaining tag team in, on the roster. Well, I, I assume that those two teams were big influences. I mean, my next question was going to be, are, are the primetime players influenced by any particular team from the past? I would I would assume those two. Are there any others? Yeah, definitely. APA, you know, Ron Simmons and JBL. Um, we like to try to take stuff from – different eras um, and trying to implement a little bit here and there and sprinkle a little bit of this and that. Arn Anderson, you know, obviously is, a, you know, still with the company and, and he helps us out a lot. You know, Fit Finley helps us out a lot. Uh, so we just try to pull kind of from from, from uh, different guys that have been very successful in tag team wrestling that are still with the company, but as well kind of go out on our own and look at and see, hey, let's try this and let's try that and, and do things that fit the character of what we're trying to uh, get across on a consistent basis. Sure, sure. So getting away from wrestling for just a second, SEC football is huge for yeah. our audience on uh, yeah. AL.com, Birmingham News, obviously yeah. mostly Alabama and Auburn, but plenty of people yeah. down here, they've got respect and maybe some other feelings for the Gators. The, yeah. the, the SEC is kind of a different beast today, but yeah. Florida football was still a huge deal when you played there. Are you keeping up with the Gators these days? Do you like what's uh, happening in Gainesville? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm actually uh, doing the SEC takeover uh, July the 2nd, uh, taking over the SEC network. Tech, uh, you know, there were 14 schools in the conference, and sure. each school picked uh, a, a representative to represent them. I think uh, I'm trying – I forget who – oh, Mark Ingram is, is uh, Alabama's representative. So uh, we basically control all the programming, what goes on the SEC network for the day. Uh, for 24 hours and uh, and kind of make it our own alma mater. But, yeah, I'm very, very uh, closely tied to my university. Um, I speak to all the coaches uh, on a regular and consistent basis. Uh, I like all sports. Uh, I take my, my children, my two sons, up to a lot of the games, whether it be baseball, soccer, basketball, or whatever, whatever I have time to go and watch. And so, uh, like you say, SEC football, uh, the SEC conference period in sports, is, is, in my opinion, the most dominant conference in all of sports, uh, if you look at it as a whole. 
And uh, I'm, you know, obviously always grateful to be a Gator, but I would I would coach at any SEC school, uh, given the opportunity. Uh, great money and, and great tradition at all of them, all the schools. So, who do you see winning the SEC this year? Florida. Why, why would I see anybody else? <laughs> hey, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense totally. So, blending the two, how does the WWE universe compare to what you experienced with Florida and SEC fans? Uh, it's close. But it's uh, at a about it's probably about a hundred times stronger, you know, with uh, WWE because we have such a broad reach. I think we're broadcasting over 170 countries and translated in 35 different languages, you know, uh, weekly. Um, and so uh, the SEC doesn't have that type of reach uh, on a consistent <laughs> basis. Um, but as far as the atmosphere, uh, it just depends on where you're at. You know, there are some places that feel like LSU. Uh, um, you know, in the WWE universe, um, I know going over to London, it definitely is in, is as intimidating as the Swamp or LSU or Alabama on a home game. Um, but you know, you gotta remember too. I, I go in, I'm like we're coming there for SmackDown. I'm going into all these places, and uh, as a different, you know, character. If I were if I were uh, if I were a bad guy, you know, I'd definitely play up my roots at the University of Florida. <laughs> Uh, in, in certain places, especially in the SEC or within the SEC. Um, but, you know, now that I'm a, a good guy per se, a baby face, uh, you know, I just try to go out there and be as entertaining as possible and, and win as much as I possibly can. And uh, when I lose, you know, nine times out of ten it's because somebody cheated, uh, which is okay because I'll get back up and, and figure out a way to, to get them next time. So do you have a preference, because you mentioned it there, between good guy and bad guy? I mean, does it matter to you? Or are you just going to go out and entertain as best you can? Or if you could choose one, would you? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, it's storytelling, so it's a challenge, you know. And I enjoy being challenged and pushed uh, to do new things and try different things. And so as a good guy, you know, I'm a you know genuinely good guy, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And so... A lot of the stuff I do is just going out and having fun, you know. But even as a heel, bad guy, you know, it's the same thing. I just want to go out and have fun. And I know what, what would aggravate me or tick me off as a fan. Uh, and I know what would tick other people off as a fan, uh, just going to different places. If I come to Alabama and I talk about how Alabama is is, is uh, not great, you know, then uh, obviously they're going to boo me. And if I talk about how I have respect for Alabama and things like that, then they're going to cheer me. Um, so it's just a matter of learning and knowing the psychology of where you're at and why you're doing what it is that you're doing. And then once you kind of have a grasp of that and, and know how you can portray that, uh, everything else is just fun. As someone who emerged from it, you must love seeing this evolution of NXP right now and so many NXP men and women making the transition to WWE's yeah. main roster. Yeah, yeah, I I've, um, just you know, stated in a pre- previous inter- interview uh, that the whole setup of WWE NXT from the WWE Performance Center, which is state-of-the-art, one of the top facilities in all of sports and entertainment. Uh, and I feel like if anybody gets an opportunity to walk through those doors down there, then they automatically qualify themselves uh, to, you know, come up on the main roster and be successful. Um, you know, we have some very, very talented individuals both on the main roster and on the NXT roster. And and, and, and at any given day, any of them girls and guys uh, from NXT can come up here and, and be very successful because 
um, the, the the evolution of NXT with it being an uh, international brand now, uh, and they're traveling more and all these things that we weren't doing when I first started. Uh, they 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 get an opportunity to fill crowds, you know, that are six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand people. Uh, whereas before, you know, we we didn't have that, you know, um, and most of our matches were, you know, in much smaller crowds, much smaller arenas. If it wasn't just amongst ourselves at the uh, FCW arena, so yeah, uh, I'm very happy to see um, all these uh, guys and girls that are coming up here that are doing well because I was pretty much in the program and came up kind of along, along with them. And, and then when you know the hard work that they put in uh, and to see them be rewarded by coming up to the main roster and, and doing well up here, uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, as a teammate and or a team mentality person, you, you want to root for that person. So I'm curious about creative direction that you might receive, whether it's for a televised show or, or even a house show. When do you find out about creative direction at a show? Is it as late as, Hours before you go out live, how exactly? Yeah, that? yeah, it's it. That's pretty much how it is, you know. You some and sometimes you don't know until the show, and sometimes you get to the show and it changes for various reasons. So, part of being a performer is being being able to perform under pressure, and so uh, you know that's that's uh, one of the things that that NXT has helped. You know, because of the evolution of NXT, it's helped people with the transition to come to the main roster because they're on television on NXT as well. So if they have a match that's supposed to go X amount of time and they end up getting more time, they know how to fill that time. And as well as if they get time cut because of commercial break or whatever, they know how to do that as well. And then, you know, you never know if an injury is going to happen during the show or whatever, God forbid, something happened. And, 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 uh, you know, you have to fill those slots of time and, uh, you know that's where the the experience uh, or the experience of the person that you're in the ring with comes in very handy, and so uh, it, it is a it is a very high pressure job. You know, and if you can't perform under under pressure, you know, working on a computer, you definitely can't do it. Working in WWE in front of millions of people on television. Well, you just mentioned Arn Anderson, and, and I'm curious about how exactly do backstage producers like. Arn Anderson work differently? Are there many that you've had more experience with than others? No, I've had experience with all of them, you know, and uh, they all have their, it's it's like flavors of ice cream. Uh, you know, some people like certain things and some people don't like certain things. Some people want to see certain things out of you a certain way and then some other people say, oh, well, maybe try it this way. You know, it's, it's all a matter of just picking those flavors of ice cream and kind of like tasting them until you get to the the, the 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 formula that you that works best for you that you can feel as a character that you can use as a character um, because that's what we all are we all are characters we're not people per se um, we're superstars uh, so that they we're portrayed as characters and once you have to be able to let that character of whatever it is that you're trying to portray be be uh, be very evident on television and that's what the backstage producers and agents do. Uh, they try to help find the best pieces to put together for each character to make the best product show on television. Well, congratulations on winning the Celebrity Dad of the Year Award. That, that's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I know that you and your son participated in the WWE's Take Time to Be a Dad public service announcement. I think the perception about being a parent in the WWE is that it's tough because yeah. of how often you all are on the road. 
What kind of reinforcement does that kind of recognition give you as a dad who makes it a point to make time for his kids with such a demanding schedule? I think, you know, and I've, I feel like me winning that award, it validates the the importance of it not being about, you know, how much money you spend on your kid or how much money you make. It really is about how much time you spend with your kid. And the whole Take Time to Be a Dad campaign, you know, I I live that. And uh, the smallest moments, you know, can can leave lasting memories and things like that. That's that's true. You know, can make the biggest impact on a child's life. Uh, And it's it's sitting on a couch talking about something, you know, that that you wouldn't have been able to talk about or you wouldn't even thought about had you not, like, had that relationship in place. And so... Uh, as a parent, I feel like, you know, a lot, and I see it all the time with, with some of my kids' uh, parents, you know, th- that are participating in sports, they try to live through their kids, you know, so they're constantly putting them under pressure to be successful in this and putting them in football, and they don't really want to play football, or putting them in basketball, and they don't really want to play basketball. And so when you put them out there and you got kids that are being coached by coaches that are doing their best to try to push kids that don't really want to be out there, and so I always tell other parents, you know, like I could care less. If my son didn't want to play football, he didn't want to play football. I try to live for my kids and not through my kids. So I think that that that, that in return, my kids try to live for me uh, and not through me. You know, not not just because dad's a WWE superstar. He, he doesn't have – we don't have the easy route. You know, we got to go to school and get good grades and things like that. Um, so this campaign and winning this award – uh, I like to say, and I say it all the time. This is for all this award. I'm sharing this award with all the fathers that take time to uh, to emb- not only embrace the greatest honor that a man can ever be uh, given, but also to like promote it, you know, and promote it. You know that that fatherhood is important because it is. Well, your award definitely shines a light on that. Something else that also showed people gave exposure to what it's like to be a parent was the ESPN E60 that showed Adam Rose being a parent to to his son. And did you see the E60 special? Yes, I did. I actually live tweeted during it, but I I, I didn't have to see the special to, to know the story. Like I, I, I came up with Adam and, and Corey Graves. And so, uh, you know, Adam's son was, his first son, uh, was sick for a majority of the first, part of his uh you know career and uh and 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 his son's life he was a premature baby and it's just a a a great story of a man trying to do everything he can not only to you know chase a dream uh but also you know provide for his family and uh you know if if you ever have a moment around him and his family you'll you'll see right away that that's what he values that and I, and that's why I respect him so much as a man uh, outside of WWE because I can see it. And uh, we have a lot of guys that are fathers, you know, in, in this in this company. Mark Henry is, is a father. Big Show is a father. Um, you know, Bray Wyatt is a father. Luke Harper is a father. Uh, Rowan, you know, there are so many guys that are characters. Obviously, Roman Reigns is a father as well. Sin Cara, there's so many great fathers uh, in this company. That, that know what it means to, to make sacrifices. And that's that's really, you know, like our company should be uh, given a better opportunity to show that, not just with me, but with all our, our, our fathers, because 
uh, we are men. Uh, we're human beings just like everyone else, but just like I say, like there's a perception that comes with entertainers and things like that that they only see us as entertainers. Uh, but there's so much more in-depth things to, um, to, to who we are as men and women, uh, and I think that E360 uh, captured a very good story uh, for both of those, for all those people involved in that. Most people get a much earlier start in the business than you did, but you've obviously achieved such a high level of success even with the late start. For other men and women who might want to pursue that dream of professional wrestling at similar points in their lives, what advice would you give them specifically when it comes to competing with the younger bucks out there? I would just say, first and foremost, have a plan B and even a C and D if if possible. Um, You know, understand that even if you do make it, it's only going to last for so long and you're going to have to transition into doing something else. Uh, Be in the best shape possible because these are some of the most, uh, you know, athletically gifted and and, uh, in shape people you'll ever be around. Um, And, you know, just, just be professional. In everything you do, have respect, show respect, be humble, and be professional. Uh, if you can do those things um, and have that, like I say, plan B, C, and even possibly D if if, if it was needed, um, you should chase the goal, you know, chase the dream of becoming a WWE superstar or diva because uh, it is a very uh, demanding job, but it's a very rewarding one as well. Well, thank you so much, and good luck to you. Congratulations, and we're really looking forward to seeing you in Birmingham soon. Yes, sir. Same here. All right, take care. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, Clash of the Titus. Titus O'Neil. And Titus is knocked on his I'm going to go out on a limb. This is the biggest win of Titus O'Neil's wrestling career. You better 